0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 20th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tammanini. And I am Broadway Star's James Marino. James to kind of put a bow on this entire week of, of nonsense that had to do around the honoring of Marin mazie passing away last night at 6:45 p.m. Eastern time the lights of Broadway dimmed in her honor there is some great video out there I know we had it um, live on Instagram uh, over at Broadway world and I think we put it up on our regular feed so if you weren't able to make it down to Midtown Manhattan yesterday evening uh, to be a part of it there are videos out there Broadway world has I'm sure they're in many, many other places, but um, definitely something to, to check out if you're interested.
1: Yeah, uh, quite a gathering of people at, at many of the theaters in in Midtown, uh, and especially outside of uh, Pretty Woman at the Needle Lander. Mm-hmm. All right, first up in the news, Broadway Business News. We should change our name to Today on Broadway
0: Business News in no. Real Estate. No, well, uh, .com, yeah, I would imagine you do. Yeah, this is not my uh, normal expertise here, but we had a number of stories that I thought grouped well together that I wanted to talk about. Um, The first news came about three weeks late um, because apparently the TKTS booth in Brooklyn – Closed on September 1st, and no one decided to tell anybody. Um, Normally, we get press releases every time TDF changes anything about the TKTS (laughs) booths. Hours, the payment methods they're going to take, you know, the different lines, what shows they're going to do, all this stuff. We had one a couple weeks ago. What was it about? It was something about how the computers, either way, we didn't get a press release about this, and it was really odd when you sent me over this story from BrooklynPaper.com talking about the fact that the Brooklyn location closed. In that article, TDF's David Lachey said, quote, in the past year, ticket sales have declined to where it wasn't feasible for TDF, a not-for-profit service organization, to maintain an outlet at this location. In addition to the normal Broadway and off-Broadway tickets that the other booths sell in Manhattan, the Brooklyn location also had tickets to more local venues, including the likes of Brooklyn Academy of Music and other things closer to the neighborhood. Um, moving away from that in some other news, one of the other stories, yesterday Variety announced that it would hold its first ever Broadway focused event called The Power of Broadway. This will happen on October 1st, but don't worry, you can't get tickets. It is invite only. It is a breakfast featuring a keynote conversation and a future of Broadway panel, and it will coincide with the publication of Variety's Broadway to Watch list. Variety's Gordon Cox will moderate the keynote conversation featuring producer Jeffrey Seller and Robert E. Wenkel, the CEO or co-CEO and president of the Schubert organization. Now, James, it's... It's only a week and a half away from this. I'm assuming my invitation got lost in the mail since I'm Mm. here in Florida. Maybe it takes a little longer for the U.S. Postal Service to get me.
1: (laughs) Well, I I think it probably went to your. Well, I I was muted, of course. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I'm sure that uh, your invitation went to your winter residence.
0: Ah yes, yes. I'm a uh, a snowbird. Orlando is my summer. I actually go further south. You I go, go to, to the o- equator. Ohio for the winter. You know? No, God, no, hell, t- no, <laughs> not anymore. I'm too old for that. Um, all right, and finally in this section, James, who boy, uh, yesterday the Toronto Star and CBC News out of Canada released a joint report uh, about an investigation they've been conducting together for months, and they reported that Ticketmaster the venerable ticket seller of all things sports concerts and theater has been recruiting professional scalpers to quote, cheat its own system to expand its resale business and squeeze more money out of fans. The two, uh, Organization CBC and the Toronto Star sent reporters undercover to Ticket Summit 2018, a convention held in Las Vegas this past July, posing as scalpers and equipped with hidden cameras. The journalists were pitched on Ticketmaster's professional reseller program. And what this basically means is that they were helping scalpers get extra tickets that then they would sell through the resale programming program, meaning that Ticketmaster's got a fee for selling the original ticket. And then again, On the resale. So they were double dipping in terms of their additional fees. Company representatives uh, told the reporters that Ticketmaster's resale division turns a blind eye to scalpers who use ticket buying bots and fake identities to snatch up tickets and then resell them on the site for inflated prices. Again, those pricey resale tickets include extra fees for Ticketmaster. According to the reporting, quote, Ticketmaster has developed a professional reseller pro- reseller program and within the past year launched Trade Desk, a web-based inventory management system for scalpers. The company touts it as, quote, the most powerful ticket sales tool Ever. Trade Desk allows scalpers to upload large quantities of tickets purchased from Ticketmaster's site and quickly list them again for resale. With a click of a button, scalpers can hike or drop prices on reams of tickets on Ticketmaster's site based on their assessment of fan demand. Further, according to the reporting, Ticketmaster purposely turns a blind eye to whether or not users of Trade Desk are using bots, automated software, or fake accounts to initially buy the tickets and then resell them. Now, James, I want to go to you about this, considering your hate-hate relationship with Ticketmaster's (laughs) verified fan program.
1: So, is this surprising to anyone?
0: (laughs) I mean, define surprising. Is it surprising that Ticketmaster is shady as hell? No. Is it a little surprising that they're being this overt with it when they are making all these public declarations about how they want to get, you know, scalpers out of the way so that fans have the best options? It's a little bold. Like, I mean, it's a little bold-faced of a contradiction. But I'm not surprised at all that Ticketmaster is shady as hell.
1: So, yeah. This is... Uh, w- when I saw this, you know, you kind of felt like this was going on, but there's never been... Uh, leave it to the Canadians to come in and figure this out for us,
0: you know? God, I love Canadians. <laughs> They're
1: the best. They're just the best. So, um Yeah. Uh, I wonder, uh, I was looking if there was any list of the the theaters and shows that have direct relationships with Ticketmaster versus Telecharge. Um, it, It wasn't an easy list to pull together in a quick moment, but do you know?
0: Well, I mean, the, the Schuberts own Telecharge, Telecharge, so all of so, yeah. those shows are on there, and there are more. I don't know if Ju Jamson is. I feel like Ju Jamson is on Telecharge, but I don't hey, know off God. the top of my head.
1: I feel like uh, most Broadway shows are on Telecharge, and there's only a handful of people on Ticketmaster.
0: I mean, there's there's definitely some. Obviously, the independent ones, the you know, the theaters. Um, you know, our hit or miss. But, um, you know, I, as someone, you don't buy a lot of theater tickets cause you're on everybody's exactly. press list. But when I come up, when I come up, I'm always looking at tickets and I tell you, telecharge has its issues. Clearly anybody who buys tickets knows that, but I just, it, it's, it might be a little more of a difficult process, but I just feel better buying something off of telecharge. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's because it's a theater specific, you know, seller, but, Man, I hate it any time I go to a Broadway show's website and they direct me to Ticketmaster.
1: So if you're a listener and you have a nightmare or a positive story about uh, buying tickets, let us know and uh, give us your insight on that. Uh, obviously, th- it's it's just not something I have direct experience with anymore.
0: I I will tell you that when I was coming up back in March, I got a ticket for Frozen, and I realized within minutes that I got it for the wrong day. I'd had two up, and they were seats in the same row. I got the wrong day. I called Ticketmaster up right away, and they – exchanged it without an issue now fortunately there was that other seat still available because they were pretty much closed i was freaking out because they were selling out um but they were very helpful uh telecharge has also been very helpful in similar situations in the past so in terms of customer service i was quite impressed with both of them when i didn't expect to be but it just feels i don't know a little a little icky buying a ticket from tele or from ticket uh, Ticketmaster.
1: Hmm. and uh frozen's at the saint james was the jimson show
0: uh, oh, it's, a but, it's a Jujamcyn theater, theater, not necessarily a Jujamcyn show. Um, because, you know, it's a Disney, uh, I sort a Disney of feel theatrical show. Like the box show. office is connected.
1: That when you move it, I, I would too. Could be wrong there. If you're a listener, you know differently. But let us know if you're a theater. I think the theater is just like the playbill contract, the uh, ticketing uh, contract. I think is through the theater. Anyway. We will uh, wait to hear back from the people who are the professional purchasers of tickets. So what do we (laughs) have...
0: We don't want. We don't want to hear from the professional purchasers of well, tickets. Well, I met our would listeners. Be the scalpers. Our I scalpers. I know. I'm just kidding. You know.
1: <laughs> and not to say I never buy tickets, but the thing is, I, no, I you do. You I, I do. usually go through the box office or go through the uh, press uh, press office
0: or a general manager or producer's office. Anyway. Well, uh, and uh, you know something that I've decided to do since I'm coming up in early October and then coming back at the beginning of November, I've decided that whatever shows I want to see, like I'm going to go to the box office when I'm there. early to save on the fees you know so I, when I'm in town um, in October 9th through 11th anything that I know I want to buy tickets for that I don't have already, I'm just going to go and save that money and save the hassle of dealing with one of them and so I'm sure there's a lot of people that are New York based that do something similar. Yeah all right, so uh, what do we have in recommendations? We've got two videos. The first one is the highlights, the B-roll from the Old Globes world premiere production of the Huey Lewis and the News musical, The Heart of Rock and Roll. It stars uh, our Broadway radio friend and former guest, Matt Doyle, along with Katie Rose Clark. Um, It's just so much fun. Uh, We've talked about this. I'm a little a little biased uh, one because I I like Matt a lot, but I just I grew up on Huey Lewis music, so I, I really I'm glad that this show seems to be uh, fairly popular out there, but the, uh, the B-roll is really, really fun. So check that out. It's running out in California through October 21st. And here's another one, James. You and I are both going to be seeing Girl from the North Country at different points um, during its off-Broadway run. And Playbill had an exclusive video of uh, the two of the show's stars, Colton Ryan and Caitlin Houlihan, performing "I Want You" by Bob Dylan. Obviously, all the music from the show is from is by Bob Dylan. And I got to admit, James, I am not a Bob Dylan guy. Just like I'm not, I, I'm not a Bruce Springsteen guy. That's just not the type of music that I grew up listening to. I love classic rock, but not that. I never got into that. But, man, this was really good. And obviously it's not the same arrangement or, or vocal styles what Bob Dylan's going to give you. But I really, really enjoyed this uh, this number that these two did. Um, of course, following an extension, Girl from, a North Country, for Girl from the North Country will play at the public theater through December 9th. It is in its first or second week of previews right now. But it was uh, really impressive. I really, really enjoyed that uh, that number. I'm excited to see the rest of the show.
1: And so much good buzz, and the uh, no tickets to be had for it. Uh, It's it's going to be a fun
0: time down at Lafayette Street. Yeah, well, and and I'm just going to say, maybe my referencing Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan in the same breath might not Mm. have been a coincidence.
1: Maybe not. Okay, what else do you have, Matt?
0: All right. I got a couple things real quick ahead of its big screen debut tonight and then again on, on Saturday, the 23rd at cinemas across the country and go back in the archives to last Saturday to hear my interview with star Robert Fairchild. Broadway HD announced that the West End engagement of an American in Paris will be available on the streaming service later this year. They did not give a specific date yet, but James, it's just another example of how much easier it is for them to get content from London than it is New York. Again, grateful we have it. Wish that they could figure out a way, whether it's unions or, you know, costs or whatever to to get some more New York centered um, programming on their service. Next up, yesterday it was announced that stage and screen stars will unite for a Los Angeles benefit reading of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. The concert performance will benefit Paws LA, a Los Angeles-based nonprofit agency serving people and pets in need. The show will feature Skylar Aston, Barrett Foa, Carly Hughes, and Tracy Toms with more stars to be announced. The concert will take place on Saturday, October 20th at 8 p.m. And finally, yesterday, Fine Science 54 Below announced new guests. They'll be participating in next month's The Jonathan Larson Project. In addition to previously announced guests like a slew of Jonathan Larson grant winners, Amy Spanger, Anthony Rapp, Daphne Ruben vega Will Roland, and James Armstrong Johnson, new guests include Adam chandler Barat. Casey Levy and Harrison Chad, whom I will be seeing um, at the very first performance of Jonathan Larson Project. And there are a few more uh, that will be announced soon. The show will run twice nightly from Tuesday, October 9th through Sunday, October 14th. If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at BroadwayRadio.com.
1: I was thinking about the uh, Charlie Brown thing, and uh, immediately when you said it, I was like, oh, Anne Harada could be great Lucy, but Anne Harada could be great in
0: everything. She really would. <laughs> we talked. What, what, what did we just talk about her? Uh, into getting, the Woods. In, into the Woods. Into the Woods, right. She's playing That's the right. witch. Witch, yeah. Seriously, we we need more Anne Harada in our more lives.
1: More Anne Harada. More Anne Harada. All right. Uh, so why don't you get us out
0: of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At BWW Matt And my name is James Marino From BroadwayRadio.com
1: And BroadwayStars.com Thanks for spending Some of your Thursday with us And uh, tomorrow is Friday And Matt and I Will get you into the weekend Talk to you then